Coming to you from deep inside the bowels of a great big empty. Get ready for another episode of The Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. And that was a beautiful and sultry voice of Golden Glenn, the official announcer of The Home Defense Show. Thanks for lending your magic vocal cords to the show, Glenn. I'm your host, Skip Coriel, author of 22 books, Marine Corps veteran, founder of the Second Amendment March, proud father of seven, grandfather to 19 and counting. And as a special bonus, I'm also madly in love with my own wife. My priorities in life are God, family, and country in that order, and I hereby promise to never compromise my convictions. I may go broke, but I'll never go woke. Folks, we have got a great show for you today. We'll be talking with Mike and Bill Null, two of the men who were charged, tried, and acquitted in a plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Then we'll speak with Gary Peters in our ShootingClasses.com self-defense report, where we get some expert advice on the details of home and self-defense. But before we get too far into the show, let's thank our sponsors, United States Concealed Carry Association, ShootingClasses.com, and CenterShot Indoor Gun Range. But first, let me give you a piece of my mind. Today, I want to talk about the October 7 terrorist attack against Israel. I was running across this article. The headline is, Israeli woman recounts defending family against Hamas terrorists trying to break into their safe room. How many of us even have a safe room? Not many. It goes like this. An Israeli woman detailed the moments when Hamas terrorists launched their attack against Israel, requiring the woman and her husband to defend their home and children before Israeli soldiers arrived to escort them to safety. Quote, We started hearing shouting in Arabic, and we understood that the terrorists had penetrated the kibbutz. And this is a completely different situation than we're in. Kibbutz Nuram resident Michael Ravav told PPS News Agency. Ravav was in her home early Saturday morning when she heard alarms going off in the kibbutz and ran to get two children and herself into a safe room at the home. She said that at first she had no idea what was happening, citing that news outlets had not yet begun reporting on the Hamas attacks. She then heard gunfire and people shouting in Arabic. Her husband, she said, is a police officer and jumped into action to defend the family from terrorists. Quote, he positioned himself at the beginning of the house, the front of the house, to track and monitor to see if they're coming in. And when we heard them coming close, I ran to a safe room and closed the door. I heard my husband starting to shoot. He has a rifle. There was a lot of shooting, unquote. I don't know if you're aware of this, but in Israel, the gun laws there for private citizens is not that friendly. The only reason he had a rifle was because he was a police officer, and I believe he was also a, a military reservist. But most of the other civilians were unarmed, and that's, where, that's why it was such easy pickings on that October 7 uh, attack. Uh, even though Israel is a country that has been in grave danger, deadly danger, for decades now, because they're surrounded by countries and, and people who, who want to not just kill them, but eradicate their entire race from the planet. They vowed to do that. It makes no sense to me, if you're in that situation, why you would want all of your citizens to be disarmed. That just sounds downright immoral to me. 
But fortunately, this family was able to protect and defend itself because he was a, a police officer and a military reservist. Ravav said her husband soon returned and said that he had killed a terrorist who was trying to get into the home. The couple then heard a large blast, she said. Quote, they threw a grenade at the safe room's door, and then they started shooting at it, as well as at the window, Ravav said. All this time, I had children who were on the floor, petrified, quiet, under body armor that we have. How many of us have body armor? I mean, I do, but I think the average American home does not have any type of body armor. Um, probably most Americans would think, oh, body armor? Why would I need body armor? That, that's crazy. That's paranoid. Well, maybe, maybe not. She said that she and her husband aimed their firearms at the safe room's door, telling each other, whatever comes in, we're ready. Ravav said she frantically texted people to help the family, but they remained in the house for at least seven hours before Israeli soldiers escorted them to a group location at the kibbutz. The family is still waiting to be evacuated from the area. Wow. Seven hours inside a safe room. You know, thank God they had the safe room. Thank God they had the rifles. Thank God they had the body armor. All of that stuff. The Israeli government officially declared war on Sunday. So this is, you know, an older report. The first time the nation has made such a declaration since the Yom Kippur War of 1973. A lot of people died, folks. Lots of Israelis died. Men, women, children, raped, tortured, brutally murdered, beheaded, you name it. It was just, it was terrible. When is the last time anything like this happened in mass like this? And you might be thinking, well, why are we talking about that on the Home Defense Show? We live here in America. We're safe. Nothing like this will ever happen in America. I'm telling you, folks, it's not a question of if this will ever happen in America. It's just a question of when and where will something like this happen in America. It's going to happen. Trust me. Look at our southern and northern borders. They are totally open, and they have been open for a couple of years now. Totally wide open. We have no idea who's coming in through our southern border. How can we vet people if we don't even know that they're coming in? And once they do come in, we catch them and we release them. And we give them cell phones. And we give them uh, money. We give them food. We give them clothing. We give them a place to live. And, and you think, well, that's just the decent thing to do. What else are we going to do? The problem is the people that we're letting in, we don't know who they are. We don't know what they've done. We don't know why they're coming. Probably the vast majority of them are coming simply for a free ride. They want free stuff. They're coming from, you know, a poor country. They want to come into a rich country where they can get all this free stuff. That doesn't make them Americans. That doesn't make them loyal to America. That makes them loyal to the Democrat Party. And I think that's why this is happening. President Biden has intentionally opened up the southern border to get a brand new voting block. 
because he's losing the legal Hispanics that are here, the, the American Hispanics that are here. He's losing them. He's losing a large segment of the African-American vote. So the Democrats need a new voting block if they're going to stay in power. It's all about power for the Democrats. Folks, I've been warning you for years. Get trained and get armed. Get prepared because the Mongol hordes, they're, they're knocking on the gate. And Joe Biden opened up the gate and said, come on in. We'll feed you. We'll give you whatever you need. Just vote for us. The time is almost up to train and to prepare. You can't just run out and buy a gun. You buy the gun, and then you learn how to use the gun. You've got to harden your home. You've got to do all of these things. It takes preparation. You don't make a soldier in a day. It takes months. And that's what we're up against, folks. And that's what the Home Defense Show is all about. And that's what's on my mind today. Hey, folks, please write and tell me what's on your mind. You can reach me through the website at homedefenseshow.com. All right, folks, if you want to learn how to protect yourself and your loved ones, then you need to check out our sponsor, United States Concealed Carry Association. Just go to uscca.com and see how they can help you protect and defend the ones you love. This is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show. Coming up next, we'll be interviewing Mike and Bill Null, two brothers who were arrested by the FBI, charged and tried for plotting to kidnap a sitting state governor. In the meantime, God bless and stay safe. We will be right back. Avoid danger, save lives, and keep your loved ones safe. If this sounds good to you, you sound good to me. And I'd like to help you do those things. Avoid danger, save lives, and keep your loved ones safe. If you're looking for more excitement in your life, we have nothing to offer you. But if you are a thoughtful, responsible, nonviolent man or woman, we'd love to teach you what to do if something crazy happens. More importantly, we'd like to teach you what not to do. We currently have over half a million members. They are doctors and single moms and firemen and grandmothers and veterans and Democrats and Republicans and members of every faith. But the one thing they all have in common is that they know exactly what to do if something crazy happens. When you're with one of our members, you are safe. Our members know how to de-escalate situations. They know how to calm things down. We are the United States Concealed Carry Association. See what we're all about at usconcealedcarry.com. Discover the little-known backstory of the U.S. Concealed Carry Association at usconcealedcarry.com. The mere sound of his voice makes women swoon and men storm the gates of hell. Welcome back to the Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. And that was the beautiful and sultry voice of Golden Glenn, the official announcer of the Home Defense Show, and I'm your host, Skip Coriel. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, United States Concealed Carry Association, shootingclasses.com, and Centershot Indoor Gun Range for all your training and equipment needs. All right, folks, now I'd like to introduce our guest for today, two twin brothers who live just a few miles away from my own house. They're, they're brothers Mike and Bill Nall. Boys, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you guys doing today? Not bad. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I think I'm enjoying the same cold, uh, terrible weather that you guys are. 
I don't know. I'm still stuck indoors, Skip, so I don't know what the weather's like. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. You are laid up with a with a bum leg. I forgot about that. I, I met you guys first at the Second Amendment March in at the Lansing State Capitol just a couple of months ago. Uh, and then you you turned up at my concealed carry class uh, in in Fenville, and I you know I didn't even realize you guys were going to be there, but we got to know each other a little bit better then, and and you guys shared with me, I guess a story that no one really wants to ever be able to share, and and that is, man, uh, you guys went through a couple of years of uh, hell on earth our country's legal system, you were accused of uh, supporting a plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitman. Why anyone would want to spend time with that woman, I don't know, but apparently, you know, maybe someone <laughs> did. But, uh, you know, because if you kidnap her, you have to actually talk to her, don't you? And there's no way I want to, I want to talk to Gretchen Whitmer. You know, you guys went through a lot of stuff. Who wants to start out and, like, summarize what's been happening to you over the past, what, three years? Yeah, it's, uh, this is Bill. It's been, yeah, three years of, uh, well, the hell would be, <laughs> that, that's an easy explanation, I suppose. I don't know where to start, Skip. Do we start before or after <laughs> the mess? I mean, to lead into it. it. It's up to you. We've got 19 minutes, so. Let her rip. To start this off, we 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 had our own militia. Um, it was Michigan Liberty Militia. We stood up for people's rights all over this all over the state. We were pretty well known for a small group. Uh, I, I think appara apparently, what, the FBI knew you. Yeah, well, you know it's crazy. Uh, we had a security event we held in uh, Lamar Park. Um, in 2018, and Patrick Kobeck was there. We were asked to do the security for the event. I had to write the permit up and speak with GRPD. They reached out to the FBI, and the FBI gave us a good report for our group. Um, and that was in 2018. We worked security for several events with big keynote speakers in the government. And then... Uh, <laughs> We were fine with the FBI then, but then come 2020, they arrested us for the supposed plot. How does the FBI arrest people? Do they come up, knock on the door and say, hey, can I talk to you for a second? Or how do they do it? Uh, no. Well, we didn't get to live through the part where they ransacked our house and held our children and our family hostage. Um, wow. I was arrested at uh, we were arrested at the Orangeville gas station. My brother and I, I don't even know how many cops were there. They were full kitted up. The FBI, the state police, they arrested Mike and myself at the Orangeville gas station. So we weren't at home. Then they ended up coming to my house and his house at the same time with two different teams. I'll, I'll tell you about when what they did to my house, and I'll let Mike tell you what they did to his house. When they got here, my father was here with my family. He had just left where we were being arrested at. The Allegan County SWAT team showed up in the Barry County. They didn't tell Dar that they were going to be here. They ordered everyone out of the house. To, they threatened to shoot my wife because she was on the phone 
she was trying to get a hold of somebody to see what was going on. They threatened to shoot her, so she dropped her phone. My old man's hard of hearing, so he's trying to listen to their commands. The SWAT team yells out, if he doesn't do exactly what they say, he's gonna, they're going to put him down like a dog. They comply. They all get arrested for four hours. They sit in the car handcuffed. After they knew the house was empty, the Allegan County SWAT team drove around to the other side of my house and drove an MRAP through the side of it, through the slider door. They did thousands of dollars worth of damage. They ransacked the house. They had my family hostage for four hours before they finally released them to the rest of my family. And then they were here for another eight hours destroying my house. I'll let Mike tell you about what they did to his daughter. Yeah, so wow. we got, uh, when we got arrested, obviously they already knew we were in uh, in custody. So they send the SWAT team to my house where we, my wife and I have been telling them that my daughter, who's 13 at the time, is home alone. So we're telling them this, and then they show up anyway with an MRAP. They run it over top of my Firebird, knocked my door in, and uh, ordered my daughter out of the house. And she's trying to call us the whole time. but So she has her phone in her hand, and when she come out the door, they almost killed her on the front porch. They almost killed her over a cell phone, a 13-year-old girl, after they already had me in custody. Then they held her for three or four hours, just destroying everything. So wh where did you guys go from there? They arrested you. Where did they take you? Well, they took us to the, what is it, the Firekeeper's Casino. And then they, they did an interrogation at the Firekeeper's Casino. I unfortunately broke my own cardinal rule. You never talk to the police because they're not your friend. But okay. I, I didn't know what was going on. So we had talked. I didn't know I didn't know anything about what they were talking about. Mike had lawyered up. They still tried to badger him for a couple hours. I didn't really have anything for them. I didn't know what was going on. Um, then they transferred us to Antrim County Jail, where I spent... I think it was 24 hours in Antrim County Jail. Then they transferred us to Grand Travers. It's like a prison. They transferred us there, and then we finally got arraigned. Which was Jessica Almond Whitmer, she was our arraigning judge they pulled in. They had already had us court-appointed attorneys when I, I didn't even ask for attorney yet. My family had already had us attorneys. They had to fight to get the court-appointed attorneys the government gave us off the case so that our lawyers could represent us. Wow. We're speaking with uh, Bill and, and Mike Null about their uh, experience with the federal justice system and the kidnapping plot against Governor Whitmer. Boys, we are about out of time for this segment, but we'll come back in the next segment and you can take up on your story where where you left off and then we'll follow up with with questions as we have time oh, okay all right well we're out of time for this segment but we'll, but we'll be right back to continue our story with mike and bill Null. this is skip coriel on home defense show during the break 
go ahead and pump out 30 push-ups and get back in physical shape because we all know that a healthy, fit person is harder to kill. In the meantime, God bless and stay safe. We will be right back. At Center Shot Indoor Gun Range, it's all about your safety. Be prepared in an emergency by training with our helpful staff. Whether you're a new shooter or you have some experience, Center Shot offers range time and classes just for you. Be your own protector and sharpen your skills. Get your concealed pistol license. Don't have a firearm? Use one of ours and try it before you buy it. It's our mission to help you feel comfortable protecting yourself. Start right here at Center Shot. CenterShotGunRange.com Firearms training should be easy. Instructors can focus on teaching and not worry about all the complex paperwork and management behind the scenes. Just pull the trigger and let us do the administrative work. Welcome to shootingclasses.com. He's old, he's cranky, his back hurts, and he can't remember where he put his car keys. But his mother still loves him. Welcome back to the Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. Okay, folks, welcome back to the Home Defense Show. I'm your host, Skip Coriel, and now let's continue our conversation with Mike and Bill Null. Guys, you went through hell. Your families went through hell. Man, how long were you back and forth in jail and in prison and all of that? Well, we spent two months in jail, four months in house arrest with a tether on, and then overall, from the time we got arrested until we were arraigned for our prelim was two years for the preliminary exam all the whole time we were still on tether after the preliminary exam they finally took our tether off and then almost three years from the day we got arrested a couple weeks shy of three years we finally were acquitted our legal system you're supposed to have a a speedy trial right but that doesn't sound very speedy to me no well that's the presumption i guess i don't know (laughs) you're also not innocent until proven guilty either you're guilty until proven otherwise that's what it sounds like they ran over your car with an mrap yep did they pay for it nope not yet (laughs) wow and they damaged one of your houses well you know you hear horror stories about swat raids and and things like that but it's kind of different when you're hearing about it on the news because that happened to somebody else you mentioned the, the Orangeville gas station. I, I go there almost every day. And so that kind of brings it home for me. Man, how, how do you guys feel about everything that, that happened to you? I think it was all political. I think the whole thing was. I think they push an agenda and they push an ideology. And the FBI, they funded this. They orchestrated it. They planned it. They, they prosecuted it. They were the witnesses and the... Uh, the witnesses and the people that were also the ones charging us. Our case was in state court. The federal government, they didn't take it. We ended up in state court and the FBI still prosecuted it. They were the witnesses, even though the attorney general's office was in charge, the FBI even helped pick the jury. So, And where was your final trial? Where did that take place? The final trial took place in Antrim County. Northern Michigan. So did you have a jury from that area then? Yes, sir. That probably was helpful to have a, a northern Michigan rural jury. Well, it's not a big city, and I don't think they're corrupted by the media because this thing was, I mean, it went pretty national and global the whole story the whole time. 
they called us the Wolverine Watchmen the whole time. We were never a part of that group. We didn't even know any of the buddy from there. I mean, mm-hmm. we we may have seen them or talked to them, but I, I didn't know who they were. Anytime you hear about the the militia, the the, the media for the past, I don't know, for decades now, has uh, demonized anyone who takes on that that moniker. Automatically assume that if you are part of the militia, you're advocating the violent overthrow of the government. And I've met too many militia guys to believe that. I mean, most are just patriotic guys who, while they may not feel warm and fuzzy about the government and and not trust them uh, very much, how do you feel about the government now? I mean, you have like PTSD. I mean, you go to sleep at night and think, I'm waiting for the MRAP. I'm waiting for the 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 flashbangs and, and all of that and to be arrested again. There, you know, that it's in the back of your mind, or you're you watch for the cops and you watch and you watch your surroundings a lot more. But after dealing with it for three years, it's you're kind of numb. It is what it is, I guess. So you're desensitized to it then. Yeah, it's still a concern in the back of my mind all the time. And I, I like again, you watch everything. For three years, we were followed by the FBI. You see unmarked cars. They were flying drones over our clients' houses while we were on tether. Uh, we wouldn't go see anybody because if you did go see them, there was always weird stuff would always happen over there. So, you know, I've always wondered, you know, people are worried about being on a, a watch list. And it's like, for me, it's like, Okay, I founded the Second Amendment March way back in like 2009. So I've probably been on a whole bunch of watch lists for over a a decade now, probably even more so now that I'm talking to you guys. Yeah, I was just going to say that. (laughs) Well, you were in the military, correct? I was in the Marine Corps, yes. Yep, so you're already on a watch list. We've talked to special special operators and that, um, that they, they retired from the military, honorable discharge. You're actually put on a list. So wow. the government, they trained you, and now they're they're afraid because you're not under their control. Well, this is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show. We are speaking with Mike and Bill Null about their encounter with the justice system and with the FBI and the Michigan State Police, uh, you name it. Guys, you mentioned something off air that really got my attention. Earlier, you mentioned Barry County Sheriff Darleaf about when they were questioning you initially they offered to drop all charges uh, and let you go if you would testify uh, or, or give up uh, Sheriff Darleaf to them. Can you expand on that? See, what happened is, is we got, we were the first ones to get bonded out of jail out of all 14 people. And the first meeting with our attorneys, they sit us down and they said they were offered a, a sliding scale plea where if we were had dirt on Darleaf or would testify against him that they would potentially drop our charges. And this was in December of 2020. So we wouldn't wow. have had to go through any of this if we had dirt on Darleaf or whatever, or were willing to testify. That right there just shows it's political. He was the one speaking out against their policies and everything else. So they just, anybody that speaks out against them, I think basically has to go. Yeah, they become the enemy, and it's all holds barred, and you need to be destroyed. I think the saddest part of this, aside from personal trauma that your whole family has gone through, is that it was all perpetrated at at the hands of the government that's supposed to be protecting your constitutional rights. In my opinion, they're violating all of your constitutional rights. 
I grew up in a patriotic family in Orangeville. I was raised that, hey, you love your country, you, you fight for your country, God, family, country, those are my priorities. And you support your country, and your country is there to protect and defend you and your rights. But things have changed since I was a kid, and I don't think it's changed for the, the better at all. No, absolutely not. I'm afraid the Constitution is, uh, and I hate saying it, but it seems like it's pretty much null and void at this point in time. You have to uh, actually argue that <laughs> we have a Constitution in court, and even then it gets thrown out. You know, one of the things I was saying in my class, you know, this is America, there is justice as much as you can afford. And did you guys rack up a, a lot of legal bills and things like that to defend yourself? Oh, yeah. Over $100,000 for the two wow. of us. Plus, not to mention, our business almost went belly up. We figure it probably cost us over a million dollars just in loss of jobs, especially going to trial. We just lost four big accounts. Well, plus your um, reputation. Yeah. Uh, luckily, you know, everybody, we were pretty well known um, in the community. So everybody that knew us knew it was all baloney, but. Well, but most people don't know you, right? And all they know is they do a Google search. You know, you do a Google search on, you know, Bill and Michael Null, Governor Plot. Boy, it, it's like you guys are like Nazis. <laughs> How do you get they, that back? Uh, well, you don't because people that believe everything they see on the news, they're not going to change their mind. Most of those people that really don't like us think that Men can get pregnant, so I don't really worry too much about that. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> well, you know what? Hopefully, you know, some of our listeners out there will hear the show, and maybe someone will send up you a GoFundMe account for your, your legal fees. What kind of work do you guys do? What's your business? Uh, we're contractors. We do pretty much framing, roofing, siding, drywall, decks. We, we pretty much do everything in the construction field. I'm a licensed builder, and we're just a small family-owned company. Hopefully someone's listening out there and maybe they need an addition or, or whatever. It's the name of your business. It's uh, Null Building and Remodeling. Null Building and Remodeling. Man, we could probably do this for an hour, except we're out of time. But I want to thank you for coming on the air and talking with me about this. We just kind of scratched the, the tip of the iceberg here. So I'm going to have to have you on the show again to talk about stuff like this. But Hey, I want to thank you very much for being on the Home Defense Show today, boys. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for having, having us. us. Okay, during the break, go ahead and check out our sponsors, USCCA at uscca.com, Centershot Indoor Gun Range at centershotgunrange.com, and shootingclasses.com. After that, go ahead and do some dry fire practice, but make sure the gun is unloaded and there's no ammo in the room. God bless and stay safe. We will be right back. At Center Shot Indoor Gun Range, it's all about your safety. Be prepared in an emergency by training with our helpful staff. Whether you're a new shooter or you have some experience, Center Shot offers range time and classes just for you. Be your own protector and sharpen your skills. Get your concealed pistol license. Don't have a firearm? Use one of ours and try it before you buy it. It's our mission to help you feel comfortable protecting yourself. Start right here at Center Shot. CenterShotGunRange.com. 
Firearms training should be easy. Instructors can focus on teaching and not worry about all the complex paperwork and management behind the scenes. Just pull the trigger and let us do the administrative work. Welcome to shootingclasses.com. Some say his face is painfully ugly, and I agree. But who cares? This is radio. Welcome back to the Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. And that was the beautiful and sultry voice of Golden Glenn, the official announcer of the Home Defense Show. And I'm your host, Skip Coriel. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, United States Concealed Carry Association, ShootingClasses.com, and Center Shot Indoor Gun Range for all your training and equipment needs. And now it's time for our weekly self-defense report, sponsored by ShootingClasses.com. And we have with us today, Gary Peters from cwpinstructor.com in the great state of South Carolina. Gary, welcome to the Home Defense Show. Thank you, Skip. It's a pleasure to be here today with you. Gary, I'm up here in the frozen cold tundra of the of no, the northern Midwest. You're down there in South Carolina. You got good weather. I want to hear about good weather because that's all I do is hear about it during uh, December in Michigan. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're actually wearing short sleeve shirts today, so not too bad today. Oh, that is cruel. That's yeah. brutal. We'll just call it Hawaiian Shirt Day then. That's it. Gary, why don't you just take, take a minute or so and tell us about your credentials so the people know a little bit about you, Gary. Skip, I've been in the firearm training business for 13 years now. Started out as an NRA instructor. 2015, I became an NRA training counselor. Currently a law enforcement officer, a reserve deputy with Richland County Sheriff's Department, and I'm in their training division as well. So not only do I get to work on the civilian side, but I also get to work on the law enforcement side. Medical training is key. So I'm a stop the bleed instructor. You've got to have valuable information. Awesome. And uh, you did some time in the Navy as well. Is that correct? Yes, sir. I spent eight years in the Navy. I was on four aircraft carriers. Well, Gary, thank you for your service to our country. I certainly appreciate that. Thank you very okay. much, sir. All right, Gary, I'm going to go ahead and I will just I'll read the scenario and then you and I will just bat it back and forth and you just analyze this critically from an an instructor point of view. So, our, our latest scenario, this took place in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and it says Quick and heroic actions by a Rock Hill man may have saved the life of a store clerk. Quote, I just thought about the problem and how to fix it, said Dalton Wheeler. Wheeler saw that problem Friday morning at the Circle K on Cherry Road in Rock Hill. Police say 18-year-old Richard Stayberg was trying to rob the gas station. All of a sudden, he gets nose-to-nose in this little woman's face, intimidating, like trying to, you better listen or I'm going to hurt you. Wheeler told WCCB Charlotte News. Wheeler was outside of the building and came back in to help. I just walked up three feet from him and clotheslined him, continues Wheeler. We start fighting. I'm fighting him off. He pulls out a gun. He's like, you don't want to do this. And I'm like, no, you don't want to do this. And he shoots me. Wheeler was shot twice during the four and a half minute fight. Dayberg finally took off, but he didn't get far. He was arrested a short time later. He's facing multiple charges, including armed robbery with a deadly weapon. Quote, eight hours after he shot me, I was in his bond hearing through a victim's advocate phone call, and I got to speak to him, and I forgave him immediately, unquote. Wheeler hopes to inspire others to do the right thing if they're ever in a similar situation. 
He said, if people cared about people more, I would have had assistance in that gas station, explained Wheeler. That is quite a story. Gary, what are your initial impressions about this? So in South Carolina, we have a law called the alter ego rule, where as a CWP holder, you can come in defense of another individual as long as that person has the right to claim self-defense, you intervening in that part can claim self-defense for that individual. So there's a couple of different ways to look at it. Outstanding individual that actually stepped up to help an individual that he believed was in danger. So he acted in that fact. Looking at a firearm involved, several different things could have could have gone. You know, yes, he got shot twice, once in the hand and I believe once in the side. It it gets scary with that. Medical training and people inside of the gas station with their cell phones out recording the incident instead of helping. We've got to come together and we've got to help people out. This mm -hmm. is Skip Coriel and you're listening to the Home Defense Show as we discuss self-defense with Gary Peters from shootingclasses.com in the great state of South Carolina. Yeah, that was one thing that really struck me as well. And, and we seem to be seeing this more and more where people, instead of coming to the aid of someone who's in trouble, they sit back and they just watch or gawk or they will actually video or live stream it to social media or, or something like that. And I don't know about you, Gary, but that kind of sticks in my craw a little bit. Absolutely, sir, because the situation could have ended a lot faster than four and a half minutes. We don't need to fight somebody that long. More people in the gas station could have come together and it could have ended quickly. They could have stopped the guy and detained him while waiting on police. Yeah, four and a half minutes. That is a really long time to be in a physical fight with someone. Man, four and a half minutes, they both must have been exhausted at that point. Right. If you think a professional MMA match is five minutes and these guys trained for it, when was the last time we trained for something like that? <laughs> well, right. Um, most of us. A long are... time ago. <laughs> yeah. So most of us are, are going to be that armchair quarterback and say, yeah, I can do this. But when you're in a fight for 30 seconds trying to save your life and you got another four minutes to go, it's, it's going to be exhausting. And and yeah. then plus got shot twice and still had to fight through it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we do that in, in our training here, like in, in our advanced class. One of the things that I'll do is it's one thing to go through a shooting course when you're not under stress. But when you add physical stress, mental stress, all of that stuff, and then you try and go through a, a shooting course, man, it changes everything. Stress is is a wild card, and, and so is physical exhaustion. Exactly, sir. Even in training, when you pull out that little blue box of death and you hit that little buzzer and you see how people react to that, that's just a beat telling you to go, not yeah. somebody trying to take your life. Imagine the stress being multiplied by that. And we see it a lot, especially training side, competition side, law enforcement side. You introduce something different yeah. and how your body's going to react is is completely different than what you expected. Could you tell by the article, the information there, whether or not our hero today knew that the man was armed before he inserted himself into the altercation? He had no clue 
no awareness that the firearm was in play. He just seen a, a guy being aggressive towards another woman. He decided to step up and take her place for himself. And as I said, started the fight then. And then the guy drew the firearm out on him and said, you don't want any of this. So verbal confrontation, you know, hey, yo, you got a gun. Why don't you just take it? And why don't you just run? Or he made the choice and decided that he was going to just stop the guy. It's like some people have that warrior instinct and that protector, defender instinct. I'm like that, too. And I guess uh, I like that Sir Edmund Burke uh, quote that we all know about. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Boy, we see that in politics. We see that in everyday life. It's very, very true. It's just that some people aren't really trained or prepared or equipped to intervene. I guess if I could have changed one thing for our hero today, I would have had him be trained and armed with the right tools to meet a deadly threat. Well, what is your take on it, Gary? Exactly. You know, the concealed weapons permit class down here, pocket knife, tasers, mm -hmm. pepper spray. There's so many different tools out there that you can use. You've got to step up. You've got to look at your surroundings. And if you don't have a tool on you to use, you need to be putting something in your hand that you can use. Yeah, some type of improvised uh, weapon. They're, they're all over the place, especially in a gas station. Yes, sir. All right. Well, hey, Gary, it, it would seem that great minds think alike because I agree with your analysis. Well, wonderful. It's good to hear, sir. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, Gary, I want to thank you for coming on the Home Defense Show. You did a, a good job critiquing this scenario. I want to thank you for your service to our country and for being on the Home Defense Show today. Gary, before you go, tell us how people can learn more about you or maybe get in touch with you. You can easily find me at cwpinstructor.com and also shootingclasses.com backslash cwpinstructor. That's awesome. All right, Gary, thank you very much for being on the Home Defense Show today. All right. Thank you very much, sir. All right. Well, folks, this is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show, and that about wraps it up for this week's show. I've had a good time, and I hope you have too. Please don't forget to thank our sponsors, Centershot Indoor Gun Range at centershotgunrange.com, shootingclasses.com to help you find the right trainer for your needs, and the United States Concealed Carry Association. For all your self-defense needs, go to uscca.com. And oh yeah, before I forget, I've written 20 plus books and they're all available on amazon.com in paperback, ebook, and audiobook. Start out with Concealed Carry for Christians and learn all about the moral use of deadly force. You'll like that one. And if you want training from me in person, then check out Midwest Tactical Training at shootingclasses.com. Please join us again next week for all your home defense needs. In the meantime, God bless and stay safe. Thank you for joining us this week on The Home Defense Show. Now, get out there and protect the ones you love. We'll see you next week with more of the best. Bye-bye, boys! Have fun storming the castle!